Hello everyone, and welcome to the Movie Shed Podcast. I am, of course, your cinema-loving, shed-dwelling host, Mike. So, what does that title mean? Nostalgia is no substitute for good story? Yeah, well, hey, nothing is a good substitute for a good story. Unfortunately, in the past number of years, film studios have gotten incredibly lazy and have been mining the nostalgia mine for any little crumb that they hope would put as many butts in seats in the theater or on the streaming service as it is as humanly possible. So they go and they mine nostalgia with you know, those, uh, like, the Transformers movies, Star Trek, Star Wars. They, they try really hard to mine that nostalgia coin. And they don't produce much of a, in the way of a good product. The story is too simple, or it's incredibly stupid, or it destroys whatever lore existed prior. When it comes to lore destroying, I mean, this was something that they did with Star Wars badly. Uh, they decided to try, and with Star Trek, oh no, it's an alternate universe, so they could do what they wanted. But, in the films anyway, the story, they tried to retcon so much of the past. When it came, what was um, the Star Trek Discovery? They tried to retcon so much and like, no, no, this is really how it was and didn't do a terribly good job. Or Mind Nostalgia with Star Trek Picard and that one's a, that one's a dud. I, ugh. You know, or going back to a lot of 80s franchises in the hopes of somehow being able to draw in that audience in the hopes of, you know, making it big again. None of these really work, because no one ever thinks, you know, we should probably make a good story. That'll really... No, that never comes to anyone's mind, making a quality film. No, nostalgia is believed to be strong enough to make a profit. And that's what it is. Unfortunately, it works, but it only works in the short term. For example, if you're looking at a film, everyone gets really excited. Oh, hey, they're going to they're going to do this. And then people show up in theaters and they're like, "Wow, that thing was a turd." But it's too late. They already got your money. Now, uh and you know, there are those fans who are going to go see it no matter what they hear. Because they they want to believe that it's going to be good. They want, they're hoping that it'll be good. 99% of the time, it's not. It's just not. TV shows have a much harder time of pulling this off because, well, they go episode by episode, season by season. And if it's not, if it, you know, it starts off not very good, it's only going to get worse from there. That's kind of like with like uh, the Amazon's attempt with Lord of the Rings. They got off on su- they 
they got off on such a wild tangent of their own creation that they completely ignore and destroy, in a lot of cases, the lore behind it, which irks the hell out of a lot of people, me included. It's like, you know, the story was really good. What makes you think you're going to do better? We just want you to adapt what's already there to film, not fill it with your own nonsense. But of course, the Lord of the Rings thing from Amazon hasn't been released yet. I can't really say if it's going to be good or bad, but I have a feeling I know which way it's going. But, you know, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt, but eh, I don't think so. I gave the benefit of the doubt to Star Trek Discovery, and I hated it. I gave the benefit of the doubt to Star Trek Picard. I hated it. I gave the benefit of the doubt to things like the Star Trek movies, to Transformers. I gave benefit of the doubts. I gave benefit of the doubt to Star Wars. And all have been disappointments. If not rage-inducing in a few cases. So, you know, if you've been slapped enough times, you start to learn that I'm probably not welcome here. You know what I mean? It's like if you've been, if you keep constantly going back to the same place and every time you get there, you get punched in the face. You stop going back there. I'm not an abused spouse. I'm not going to keep going back. Perhaps that's a bad analogy. But there is that kind of mentality. There's almost this like codependency here for some fans. Because they're thinking, no, no, it'll change. No, no, it'll be better. It's a vain hope. And they're just constantly getting slapped around. What's worse is they're getting their money taken and then getting slapped around. So, nostalgia is a coin cheaply spent, in my opinion. Because unless you bring great music, great visuals, and a great story and great characters, what is there? Because you're trying to evoke my fond childhood memories. And those childhood memories, well, they're unique to everybody. Everyone had a different kind of childhood. Some good, some bad, some kind of in-between somewhere. But we all had this bright spot in, in our minds from when we were a kid and we watched a particular show or a particular movie. And it was it was magical for us at that time. And now, here it is again. And, yeah, that's if you're trying to evoke something that's much more uh, akin to those fond memories, I don't know how you're supposed to accomplish that. Really. Honest to God, I have no idea. You know, I have very fond memories of watching the original Star Trek series and... Star Trek The Next Generation. And I'm sure you're probably wondering, just how old is this guy? 
believe me, I've heard that line before. Look, the original series was on syndication. I've explained. I've explained this to a lot of people that look, when I was a kid, it was on it was syndicated and it was having it was on reruns. And that's what how I watched it. Or some of those cartoons as a kid. You know, I watched Transformers as a kid. I watched G.I. Joe, I watched a whole bunch of them. Yeah, there's there's some great memories there. But honestly, you know, I, I'm a grown man, and I've seen way more films than I think is probably healthy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little obsessive about that. I, I like films, and I watch a lot. Unfortunately, that has given me kind of perspective in how the film industry works and how films are made and, kind of, and the formulas that are used. I'm a lot wiser to how it's all done. I've seen the man behind the curtain. I know how this works. There is no magic for me. I know how the trick is made. So, perhaps I'm the worst person <laughs> to try to market nostalgia to. I know the Emperor has no clothes. Come on now. But a lot of people are not in my position. A lot of folks, you know, you, you guys watch... You know, a few films. Perhaps more now, because, you know, with the prevalence of streaming, you get to binge-watch a number of films that you never would have before. So perhaps that number has increased from what it used to be, which was uh, the, the industry standard a number of years ago was everyone fell in the range of between zero to three to four movies a year. That was the range. You know, either you never went to the theater that that year, or you went between, you know, up to as many as three or four at most. And that's where I think a lot of people tended to fall. You know, someone like me is an outlier, to be sure. An extreme outlier. So they don't market to me, they market to the general audience. And the general audience, however, has becoming a bit wiser just by the, like I said, the repeated going there and getting punched in the face and having money taken. It's starting to really, really seep in to the wider world as it is. So, all we really want is a good story. We want great characters, a good story, good music, good visuals. We're willing to forgive, you know, some minor hiccups and flubs. But don't think that you can just get by with unloading a lot of nostalgia and building up hype for that nostalgia and then severely underperform. That just tends to make people a bit angry. And with the prevalence of social media these days, that anger tends to come out. Studios, of course, respond by trying to recast the whole thing as though ah, these fans are trolls, racists, misogynists, man babies. I've heard a lot. And this has become like the industry's go-to to defend themselves when they perform a shitty job. When really it's not the audience's fault that the product is a turd. It's 
the studio's fault that it's a turd. But that's the way they try to defend themselves. Sony's done it. Uh, Amazon does is doing it now. Uh, Paramount has done it. Well, I, I don't know if it was Paramount, but whoever... I, well, I know Lucasfilm certainly has, as well as in, like Ryan Johnson, because, well, he's a douche nozzle as it is. <laughs> so, he's just a wretched human being. He can be a great artist, but a wretched human being. There's... It's been the playbook. Unfortunately, that doesn't get you much. And that tends to blacken your reputation among the movie-going audiences. You keep pulling that crap, and eventually, it doesn't matter how much hype you try and build up for something super nostalgic that's going to be a turd. The audience is going to remember all those times that they've gone with the hope of seeing a good film that's nostalgic and it being an absolute dumpster fire. And also remember just how the studios would treat audiences who said, no, this thing was crap. And then immediately throw out labels and say, no, no, you're all a part of this big problem. You just hate women. You're a misogynist, racist, so on and so forth. The studios, they they learned very, very slowly. They're quite slow to learn from their mistakes. They really are. But I'm already seeing some changes as some studios are realizing, oh no, this is going to cost us money. And are trying desperately to steer that away. Whether or not that's going to produce new, better films instead of this nostalgia mining crap, who knows? One can only hope. And I really hope they, uh, well, what, what's the hope? Why can't I? Why well, I, I shouldn't hope. I mean, the, the studios are studios. They were monoliths, and they were seemingly unassailable. But now, with so many ways of getting independent films out to general audiences in greater numbers than ever before, with theaters slowly dying because of you know, we had a pandemic and all this other crap, not to mention the fact that it's just crops and crops of crappy movies. I don't know. To be perfectly honest, who knows? Who knows at this point? I will be sad, though, if the drive-in goes away. It's the last vestige of an old era that I still hold near and dear. I love the drive-in. I really do. Your community doesn't have one. I think your community's poorer for, for having lost it. You know, I I am in a position to be able to say I live in a community that the next community down has one, and another community in the other direction has one. So I have my choice of drive-ins. I think I'm exceedingly lucky on that one. Some of some of us aren't, and that's that really is a shame in my in my particular view. And I really hope they can survive. But honestly, drive-in drive-in theaters, if they've been able to survive this point, they'll keep surviving. Hell, I think they did better during the pandemic than the standard theater. I know 
the one town that's nearby that has a drive-in also had a standard movie theater. And that movie theater is up for sale. The drive-in's still going. <laughs> so, hey, when you go to watch a film and you had to, you couldn't have so many people and you had to and all this other, you know, social distance and all that shit. When you're stuck in your car to watch a film, yeah, you're perfectly separated. So you could have a full house. <laughs> they made a hell of a lot more money than the regular sit-down theater who had to have reduced numbers of people. So, hey, there was a win for... For there's something nostalgic that, you know, also has a good story. Is the drive-in theater. <sighs> well, enough of that. I think it's good. time for me to end, to put the show to, to an end. Uh, oh, man. Uh, I don't know what to do. Honestly, there's there should be more. There's more independent stuff out there, so I suppose there's some hope. Independent film, you're our only hope. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's going to be it for me for today. So it's time to close up the old shed, but I will see y'all next time.